TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is, Monday, July 12th. Hello, everyone. This is Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you into the Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio. I am, of course, joined, as always, by my good friend, the lawyer himself, David Ungar. Dave, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Just waiting for our royalty checks to start rolling in for people stealing the title of our episode last week. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. You are, of course, listening to Chairshot Radio on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. And this episode will put, close the book on the 2020-2021 NHL season. We have a Stanley Cup champion, Mr. PC Tunney's Tampa Bay Lightning, finishing everything up, closing the door on the Montreal Canadiens in five games, as one Patrick O'Dowd predicted. Let's hear it for me. I, I called it. I said that they I said the Habs were going to win one game before Tampa Bay shut the door in Florida. And they did. So go me. Uh, great. I, we're going to have some fun today on the show. We are, of course, going to talk about uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and, and then finish, wrapping up the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup champions back to back. First time that's happened in a little bit of a while. I can't remember the date off the top of my head. The show, we're going to you know put a bow in the season and then talk a little bit about what Dave and I are going to do with Chair Shot Radio moving forward. Because while, yeah, there will be some off-season stuff, probably going to need to do some other content too. Dave had a great idea, and I liked it. And I think uh, – I hope that you all will like it as well, and I'll let, we'll let Dave talk about that on the second half of the show. Dave, I dropped that on you. Does that sound okay? It sounds fine, man. I mean, yeah, I was, I was going to say that this is going to be the last hockey-centric uh, episode of Chair Shot Radio that we do for a couple of months. So, you know, got to do something to, Unless I mean, well, free well, agency, I guess well, we'll see. Right. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in the back half because I don't think hockey goes away entirely. Um, but before we do any more of that, let's let's get some music going. Let's get started with the hockey music. But I think you're right. I'm just going to segue right in. We're going to be putting we're going to be putting the hockey music on the back burner soon. Like it's going to go into storage. Yeah, the NH- like the playoff, the, the playoff NHL music. music I, well, actually, geez, I just thought Pat, the NHL music goes away for good. For good? Because they're not the NHL doesn't have uh, and NBC. I'm sorry, the NBC music 
goes away for good because they don't have the NHL anymore. Right, but it's still a banging tune. It like is. I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll keep it around. Like oh, it will sure. go away for like like we'll we'll pull it out. Like the ESPN hockey tune, like 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 that's we've got it. It's not being used currently. We're using it, so it'll it'll be all right. But let's let's get to the Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. Just too much talent. Like if there was one way that I could describe this, just too much talent. They were in control from from the drop of the puck in Game Five, and I never really. I think I, I texted this to you. I never really felt like the game was in doubt. The second Tampa Bay scored and went up one nothing, I was like, I think that's game. It just felt that that way. They were just they were just in control. Yeah, Montreal doesn't have the. Uh, well, I say that, but. They have the team that can rally from behind in a series overall, but not so much on a game-to-game kind of thing. And, uh, you know, they needed... I, I mean, I will say this. Had Carey Price played the first three games like he played in games four and five, the series is probably still going on. But, you know, then again, Con Smythe Trophy winner Vasilevsky shuts... I mean, it's a remarkable to me that what he had a shutout in every single clinching game for Tampa Bay during right. this playoff run. That's, I mean, that's he remarkable. Earned, he earned that trophy. He oh, earned God, that yes. consummate trophy. Absolutely. Like, like, and how generally I tend to like the consummate tends to go to the goalie who went, wins it out. Like it's just, it makes a lot of sense unless somebody just has an obscene amount of points, uh, like a forward or somebody well, just goes um, on. A did Bennington win it the year you guys took the cup? No. Um, who did win it? Um, Bennington was because Ovechkin won it in 2018, and and, and you know, right. Holtby was. Of course, he made the save, which turned it around. But a lot of people were looking at Kuznetsov, saying, "Well, he should have got it." But I forget who Here, got I'll, it when St. Louis won the cup. I'm gonna. I'll look it up. Con Smythe. Of course, you have to smell Smythe properly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And what's great is um, Conn Smythe Trophy winners. Thank you, Google. Bump. So let's see. You know, I say that, and then all of a sudden, as I'm looking at this, like every it's a bunch of forwards. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky uh, won it this year. Victor Hedman won it last year. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, he did it. He had a he had a really good playoffs. Ovechkin. Then Crosby back to back years. Yeah. Duncan Keith, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Quick actually was the last. Now that I'm looking at it, it's like, well, I know nothing because Jonathan Quick in 2012 was the last goalie to <laughs> to yeah, win the Con Five. I think they were mentioning it. It's not. It's usually not the goalies because they're, you know, I mean, you can ride a hot goalie on the championship. Right, Excuse just, me. Like Quick was Quick is the example of that. You rode. The Kings rode him. It was ridiculous. All yeah, I mean, for an eight seed to do what they did, um, but which is why it surprises me that Ryan O'Reilly. Now that I'm looking at this, like I know he had a good playoffs, but like Jordan Bennington is the reason that the St. Louis Blues win the Stanley Cup. Like I he really was. He was. He was. He especially he, like he, Game Seven. Ridiculous. Yeah, Game Seven. Like he's he stood on his freaking head for two periods, well, and, and allowed the Blues to score. Anyway. Regardless, I mean, it's you, you can't argue against Vasilevsky winning it. I think uh, who 
Oh gosh, I'm I'm names are eluding me today. It's like an episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Um they're a big superstar though. Um Stamkos, Kucherov, Kucherov Stamkos, they all Kucherov showed up. He had like 60, he's had like 60 some points in the last two or three playoff runs for Tampa Bay, like some obscene number. Yeah, he's, um, he vanished against Washington in 2018, but since then he really has responded. I mean, well, the whole team failed to respond the next year against Columbus, but the last two years, I mean, Kucherov, when you really think about it, he guy didn't play the entire regular season. Shows up in the right. playoffs and makes a huge impact. And I think without him, I don't think Tampa Bay repeats. But with him, right. there you go. Uh, so yeah, he's he was he was great. Uh, Tampa Bay is is just you know I from from my standpoint, I've got no love for the team just because there's a lot of history between the Caps and them. But uh, what can you say? I will say this: I'm hoping that Maroon signs a free agency deal with Washington this off season because right? wherever he goes, there's a cup. <laughs> Gee, the man just went, and he, and what's funny is he doesn't see a ton of ice time, right? Like he, no. he's, he's like a 10 minute a game sort of guy. I mean, he's, he's a big physical body. I can't remember what they said his nickname was, but it's like moose or something. Like it's just some big, but he he's, makes he's a big lumbering dude. He makes the he most makes out the of play. those minutes. I mean, and that's okay. the thing is, is, is that's great about him. So yeah, he's kind of the new, the new Justin Williams. Who's like Mr. Game seven. Now it's like, Hey, if Maroon's on your team, you're winning the cup three years in a row. I mean, I, I hated to see him go when, when the blues let him go because of, you know, just cap issues. Like there's just he's a local guy, the, right? The, he is. He is from St. Louis, and it was it was one of the things that he he scored. I think it was the Dallas series. He scored an overtime goal to either ice the series or push it to another game uh, and keep the Blues in. I can't remember, but it was it was a great it was a great goal, like right in front of the net. Like it was a huge deal. He was he was a big part of that team. He was a big part of that team, and and he's he isn't just like some bit player who happens to be around. Like he serves a role and a function. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's still got another year on his deal. So, uh, no, uh, no, uh, Pat Maroon for the Capitals. I'm sorry. Damn it. All right. Sorry. So let's look at the other side of this Montreal. Great story. Tough break for Canada. Not a really a surprise, but they got something to build on here, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a team on the rise. Um, that experience of of that run that they just went on, when you think about the teams that they played and beat, and even though they right. came up, they didn't beat Tampa, but they it wasn't you know Tampa had some rough games there. I mean, not so much games one and three, but uh, you know beyond that, Montreal pushed them those last two games, and and they made Tampa work for it. And I think it's great experience for a relatively young team with an elite goaltender. Um, and that's really right. when you're looking at what you're building around. Okay, we don't have to worry about goalie. We got one of the you know five best in the world here. So I think Montreal, you know, is a free agent pickup away from being truly. I mean, like in, in a wild scenario that I've read about in a few places. You know, let's say that Alex Ovechkin ends up going to Montreal, which is unthinkable, but he is his contract is up. You put Ovechkin on that Montreal team, probably a lot closer series, you know, that sort of thing. So they're just a few pieces away from being at that next level. Um, but I like where Montreal is right now. They, 
that was a, a great experience for them and a lot to build off of so that they can be, you know, I don't know if they're going back to the normal realignment this year, I imagine, which is where the divisions were. I don't even remember <laughs> what Montreal's division yeah, looks I was like, like. What are divisions now? I, I have no idea. Yeah, but uh yeah, I think that I think that there's it's very encouraging. Uh and we'll just you know, they, teams like this, I like they they should continue to go further with their with their with an off season and their roster. It'll be interesting to see who and we'll talk about this after the break, but just we've got a we've got a big news date or a big um roster update coming a week from Saturday. Or uh, by by the time this drops, it'll be on, like on Saturday, because on July seventeenth, that's when um, teams have to submit their final list of protected players to the NHL before the expansion to to the Kraken. So that's going to be the other thing is a lot of teams have a lot of maneuvering to do. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit on the other side. Just some teams that have some big off seasons in front of them, including a couple of powerhouses that we talked about this year that that had really huge runs that. If there's one thing, you, you know, we talk about the parity of the NFL and their salary cap. It's very similar in the NHL. Like rosters reset and balance very, very quickly, you know, unless you're the Sabres. <laughs> yeah, where nothing seems to matter. But uh, you know, yeah, we'll everything see. is trash. It just it's a rough so, time. So final, what did you think? So this is a five game series. Was this a good Stanley Cup finals in your opinion? Or were you disappointed? I, I mean, somewhat disappointed because I, I picked Montreal to yeah. win. And I thought the Canadians would, would do a little bit better. Um, you know, and, and I think had they won game two, a game that they really dominated and should have won, it could have been different. But I, I enjoyed the finals. I, I mean, I thought the goaltending was spectacular, especially the last couple of games. They were fantastic. Uh, you know, when you're watching a dynasty potentially being born. It's always very interesting to observe, sit back and watch this team that, you know, Tampa Bay has been a juggernaut for five, six, seven years now. Now they haven't always won the cup, but they've been in the conversation for what seems like a decade now. So, you know, now you've got back-to-back cups. So you look at Tampa Bay and say, are they a dynasty? Are they you know, the last team that went back to back was the Penguins and people were talking about them being a dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, just a few years ago, the Penguins did it in 2016 and 2017. So they were, I thought it was was 14 and 15. I'm sorry. No, they were, they were just real recent. Um, and, And so, you know, for me personally, I got to watch the Penguins up close and personal because they eliminated my team every single year until we finally got them. But yeah, it's so it's, it's, it's fascinating to watch, these uh, teams that may be on the cusp of being a dynasty and what they do right and, and how they react to certain situations. So from that standpoint, it was fun to watch, but I would have liked to seen a, I'm not saying this wasn't a competitive series. It was, but from a standpoint of um, uh, how long uh, it would have wasn't competitive. What's that? I, I don't think it was very competitive at all. I think it had two games that were very competitive. Yeah, right. And I would have liked to have seen a tighter series um, and, and maybe, Absolutely. Maybe Montreal just left it all out there by taking out teams like, you know, coming back from three games, one against Toronto, right. beating Vegas. Uh, they didn't get the big. They, they really had a bear of a walk. Yeah. To get to to get to the finals. right. And it's not like Tampa had a walk. I mean, that Islander series was fantastic. You know, they, and sure. 
so they had a rough, they had, and you know, they beat Florida, they beat Carolina, two excellent teams, and they beat the Islanders. Uh, so yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen a, a more competitive series, but I'm not overly disappointed. You know, I mean, it wasn't a sweep. Uh, so that was good. And, and, you know, you got to see some cool stuff. Canada got to have a team in the cup finals for the first time since 2011 when the Canucks were there. Um, they still haven't won, <laughs> still haven't broke through since 93, but for Canada, that's a big step forward. And, and, and I don't know if they get that if, if the divisions go back to the way they normally are, because it's a tougher, tougher road to hoe at that point. Right. So last thought for me on this, I, I was disappointed in this series too. I, like I said, I felt like there were really only two, what I would call good games, the, the Montreal victory. And then the one that they lost in the like 0.3 seconds or whatever it was at the, at the very end. Those are, those were terrific, terrific games. And it just like, to me, it just looked like they were outmatched that from the talent from Tampa Bay. And so we'll just have to, you know, we'll have to see what they build on for next year. Uh, I'm still on the Toronto train. Uh, I think someday they're going to get it. Someday they're going to break through. Maybe it'll be next year. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we will talk about next year. We'll start with some keys to the off season. And then Dave and I will make our all too early predictions for the Stanley cup in 2022 you are listening to chair shot radio on the chair shot radio network a part of the chairshot.com promotional consideration paid for by the following hey folks pc tony here thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade you can save 10 percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services use the promo code chairshot to save 10 percent that's angrylemonade.net <laughs> Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back, Dave. I figured we'd wrap up the second half of this show by talking, by looking at the off season and pointing to next season. I already hit on one of them. And that is that we are, we're heading our way towards an expansion draft and next week. And maybe we can reflect on this a little bit. Maybe we will have a, a brief bit of hockey talk, but teams have to say who they're going to protect. Uh, by the 17th, and, you know, which is four days before Seattle would choose its first roster on the 21st. The exception to this is the Golden Knights, Vegas. They're ex- they're exempt from the expansion draft, and, but the Krakens will select one player from each of the other 30 teams. Yeah. Who's going to be protected? Oh, protected? <laughs> yeah. Who, who, you gonna, who, who are see. your captains? 
well, they're they're going to protect Ovechkin. I, I think I think that's not the issue. Their caps are more interesting Upcoming as to who the free agent Alex Ovechkin. Well, he's going to resign. I mean, for all my speculation that I just did a few minutes ago, that he's not going anywhere. Um, although, I mean, he would he would be. They need to get younger, and you know, you could trade Alex to one of these contending teams for some really good young talent. They're not going to do that, and that's fine with me. But you know, they do need to get younger. Um, from the cap standpoint. It's who they're not going to protect that is more intriguing to me. And the name I keep hearing is TJ Oshie. And he would be a magnificent fit for an expansion team like the Kraken. Sure. Um, you know, they're going to... TJ Oshie. Exactly. Edmonton's going to protect McDavid. You know, there's no doubt. of MVP, Hart, oh, Hart Trophy winner. There's no doubt about that. Edmonton's got some interesting talent. You know, uh, just looking around some of the teams like, like yeah, who does Tampa Bay leave unprotected because they've got a plethora of talent. They can't, I, what do you know what the right. rules are? How, how many can they protect? Uh, let me look. I had it. I have it here in front of me. I think it's like seven or eight. Okay. They, yeah, there will likely be some trades made with protection lists in mind with teams trying to determine whether to protect seven forwards, three defensemen and one goalie. So it tallies up to 11, um, eight skaters, regardless of position in one goalie. I, I actually, this math doesn't make sense. Like as I'm sitting there reading NHL.com's own assessment of who they can protect, but it's, it seems to be in the neighborhood of around 10. Yeah. I, so it's, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, if you're just going to say we're going to protect our 10 best and, and how do you define right. who your you 10 know, best uh, are as a blues fan, you know who I'm intrigued to see whether or not they protect. Who's that? Tarasenko. Yeah. Um, amazing though. He is, Speaking of guys who are getting older and are just injured all the time, like he's injured a lot. He's he's a star, and there's no doubt. But I'll be interested to see what the Blues do, see who they actually protect. Uh, you know, and I make joke about Tarasenko being injured. I mean, the whole damn team was injured all season, so but right. like they were broken from but the I mean, get go. You look back to what Vegas did with with the players that they drafted, right. and and none of them like jumped out. You like, ooh, there's a really great one, but those players meshed together so well and they were all, they're all good players, but you know, I mean like John Marchessault or, or, you know, whatever his name is. I, I didn't realize he was that good until I saw him, you know, with Vegas right. when they came along and, and, and um, a couple other people, you know, that they had on that team, that, that team that made to the finals in 2018. So, you know, I, I think the bigger thing to me is like, can Seattle replicate what Vegas did? Uh, you know, is, is the talent pool that deep again, that, that they're going to have a similar run? No, um, because that was one of the things that was done with this expansion draft was that it was intentionally done to handicap it so that they're not quite as ridiculously good coming out of the gate as an expansion team. And it's like, which is one of the things that just used to blow my mind. Like your expansion team, you're supposed to be terrible for like five years, right? Like I'm, Every other every other league, if they expand, like that team has talent, but they don't have that much talent. And right. it was it was just it was weighted so terribly. So it'll it be was. it'll be interesting. But we'll from, get our but first from the th- NHL standpoint, having Vegas be as successful as they were as quickly as they are is probably a good thing for them. Sure, but I think you're talking about a different market in Seattle. Yes. So it's a little bit easy. I mean, they're gonna embrace that team really hard. They're gonna be very, very excited. Um and we'll have to see. I we are already really bumping up hard against time, so I want to make sure that we hit on the other big question. 
Does Tampa Bay repeat? And before we get into can Tampa Bay repeat, let's look at what they're dealing with. So they have some salary cap concerns like any other team that's won a cup will. They've got some forwards and a couple of defensemen, Barclay, Goudreau, Blake Coleman, defenseman, David Savard, Luke Shen. They can all become unrestricted free agents July 28th. They'll, of course, lose a player in the expansion draft. Uh, And so it'll be interesting to see what pieces they can keep and who they give up. Yeah, they – um. And, and, you know, they're not like, <laughs> when you look at their roster and the age involved, they're not like the Caps who are, you know, way too old at this point. Uh, but Tampa Bay's not getting any younger. And that's a lot of miles on a lot of guys like Stamkos. who's right. had injury issues. Kucherov has had injury issues. Um, you've got some really good players up and down that lineup who just good, great role players who play really well at the right moment at the right time. Vasilevsky's not going anywhere. I think can Tampa repeat? Yes. Uh three peat, I should say. But you know, you you're looking at you haven't had a team win three in a row since the Islanders in the early eighties were the last team to win three in a row. It's really hard just to win back to back ones. You're talking about going into a, a as far as we know, it's gonna be a full season, a full eighty two games. Um we don't know you know, I haven't heard anything. I'm assuming they're going to go back to the regular divisional alignment, which means Tampa's going to have to deal with teams like Boston and, 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 um, who else, whoever else is in their division, you know, Boston will slip back there. That's no picnic. I'm going to go out and say, no, they're not going to repeat. Can they? Yeah. I, I mean, but I, I just don't see them being able to repeat. That's, that's a really tall hill to climb and teams are going to start figuring out how to play them a little bit better. And I just think, you know, you add in those extra 26 regular season games or whatever it is, then the playoffs on a team that's not getting any younger. I just think there's some really young teams out there, hungry teams, Montreal being one of them, Vegas, Colorado, still very young. Edmonton's going to be better. So yeah, I don't think Tampa three peats, but they can, they just won't. So who's your, I'm going to steal your question on you. Who's your all too early favorite to win the Stanley Cup next season. Oh Jesus. Um I mean I could I could take the easy route and say Colorado breaks through this year like I did this last year. That'd be a a a, a good pick. But you know if I'm thinking kind of outside the boxish right now, um I, I would say Edmonton is going to come back with something to prove and and they they might be the team to watch. They make a couple of good pickups in free agency. I like where Edmonton would be. Colorado would be there. You know, Vegas, I don't think so. I just think Vegas, Vegas's window has been open. So so pick one. You've named like seven teams. (laughs) Come on now. Uh, I mean, I'll say Colorado right now. Just, I think they'll learn from this and, and they'll be back and better. So I would say Colorado right now. We'll see what happens in a couple of months. How about you? You sticking with Toronto? I want to believe in Toronto. They don't have a lot to worry about, like in terms of like cap room and, and they're not losing a ton of guys, but I'm, I'm actually going to go, I'm going to stay out West too. And I'm going to say Vegas. 
I'm going to say Vegas makes another run and they're going to be the team. They're going to be a team to be team to watch. Colorado's got some cap considerations they got to do too. They got some upcoming pending free agents, some pending restricted, pending unrestricted free agents, including Kel McCarr, a guy, you know, I'm really big on. Uh, And I don't, I don't know that it's anything that's going to keep them from re-signing them, but it, it is something like when you start to get down the road on some of these contracts, Decisions have to be made, and you go from being a runaway front runner to the cup to the St. Louis Blues in 2021. <laughs> All right, I got a couple of other questions for you. Just one word responses from you, okay? Does okay. Seattle make the playoffs this year? No. Okay. Other one is, do you prefer the divisional alignment and the way they did the playoffs this year, or do you like it the way it normally is? I, I actually liked this year. I liked this season. I like it sounds weird, but I liked Canada being its own division. Yes. I liked the only thing I didn't like, and I know this was a decision made by the Blues. I didn't like that they chose to be in the West. That was right. the only like they chose their division and respect for doing the hardest division out there. But like, come on, guys. And who knows? They were leading it until everybody started breaking down. So yeah. I mean, I, I, and I agree with you. I like the way they did it. The eight teams. And the top four make it. Um, you know, if you're going to have a full season, you say, well, there's 56 games against your divisional opponents. Then let them play the other teams every so often. Get some stuff that way. But I, I did like, I, I like the divisional alignment. As much as I hate the Bruins, they belong in the same division as the Caps, Penguins, Rangers, Flyers, Islanders. They don't need to be out there with Montreal and Tampa and, and Florida and Carolina. It makes no sense to me. So I kind of like. I like the way they set up the divisions. I'd like to see them keep the same format, you know, uh, and, and go from there. All right. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, okay. So we're going to take another quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show talking about what's next for us. And before we go into a recorded commercial, let me just remind you that if you like what we're doing here over at the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com, to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and consider investing in a chair shot shirt. We have all kinds of designs to choose from, over 20 different awesome designs. We have everything from the ChairShot Radio logo, the OG logo, the chair, original ChairShot logo, to various programs on the network, such as Bandwagon Nerds, where you know Dave and I's other show, to A Winner Is You, to sayings from the shows like Hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling and Hashtag Journalism. All kinds of wonderful stuff out there for you to check out. You can get that shirt in your standard style, or if you're feeling fancy, you can go and spend a few dollars more and get it soft style. Feel, you know, just feeling a little bit nicer on your giblets. Again, that site is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. It's the best way that you can help us get quality content to you, noble listener, every day of the week when we come back what's next for dave and patrick on the chair shot radio i'm gonna make wayne gretzky's head bleed for super fan number 99 over here This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. 
everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshot.com I hadn't made anybody's head bleed in a long time. And again, with hockey ending, I, I felt like we needed to need to hear it one last time as we now talk about what's next. So with the hockey off season coming, Dave, and things slowing down, we were we had kind of talked about what was next for content. We talked about sticking with sports and talking like baseball. I, I don't want I'm, I'm going to be honest. My baseball team's so shitty right now. It, it would actually hurt me as a sports fan to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals and the rest of baseball. Yeah. You guys lost to the Cubs. My guys blow an eight, nothing leading and losing the Padres. So it's, it's, it's infuriating when you take two or three from the giants, one of the best teams in baseball, then you, we can't beat the Cubs. We haven't beaten them yet this season. Uh, so I, it's the, the, and the national league central is just trash as it is like nothing against Tunney's national league central leading brewers. But if any, like, it doesn't matter. Like any other team in leading team in the division could waltz through our division right now. We're so we're that much further behind the rest of the league this year. We are the, what the national league West was a few years ago. So I, it hurts my feelings. So you had NFC East of baseball. Right. So you had an idea uh, of what we, what you thought would be fun to do for the show. And I liked it. So I'm going to let you share with the masses what we plan to start doing next week on Chair Shot Radio. So peeling back the curtain a little bit in the bandwagon nerds chat that we have, there's been numerous places where there's been discussions about music, all sorts of various music bands, artists, you know, who's the best at this, who did this some conversations about best live performances and things like that. So I kind of came up an idea with an idea with, for Pat and I to do is that we'll take the show since these usually run about 30 minutes. This one's a little bit longer, but you know, in the first half, we'll just have like Patrick will pick a band or an artist or some musical act that he wants to talk about. He won't tell me about it ahead of time. He'll just pick somebody and then we'll talk about them for 15 minutes you know their best songs what they mean to us our thoughts about them musically or or just however they resonate with us intellectually and then in the back half I'll do the same thing pat won't know who I'm going to pick and we'll just have conversations about you know cover like two bands or musical acts or whatever you want to call them per episode and and hit on some highlights you know talk about some songs talk about music because everybody seems to love music and and it's a, it's a passionate subject every time we talk about it in the chat or even on bandwagon nerds or anything like that so i thought we would we would do that and that might be something fun and kind of keep us on our toes and and keep things unexpected and and just kind of you know (laughs) go fly fly off the seat of our pants sort of thing and and see what we come up with but yeah i think i think music is is going to be a a funner topic for us to discuss than baseball right now for obvious reasons Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, and it also, for lack of it, we, I, we, since we've started this, we've continued to do some. We've we've produced an original content piece every Monday. This allows us to keep doing that. Uh, we haven't had like we haven't gone back, and, and I'm not knocking any of the other chair shot radio things, but one of the things is it's a fun little conversation that the two of us have every every week. Uh, as we head into Monday and it's just become kind of a regular thing. And I, and I like that. And I'm glad we're going to be able to keep it going. So look forward to that next week. Noble listeners, Dave and I will come with our first musical act choices. 
uh, if I were to put money on it, I would say that neither one of us is going to surprise the other with at least the first round. We'll probably stick to our wheelhouses between the two of us. And so that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Probably. Uh, <laughs> Safe bet. Um, that, yeah, that's going to do it for this week's edition of chair or this Monday edition of chair shot radio Dave, before we go, tell everybody where to find you out there on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at attitude ag that is at attitude a G G and on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at wrestling realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You are catching Dave and I, the first of your double dose of Dave and Patrick, as you catch us here on chair shot radio Monday morning, later this afternoon, make sure that you give us a listen again. When we're joined by PC Tunney and Ray cash to do some bandwagon nerds, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about black widow. It's what we're going to do. And Loki. It's going to be fun. And Loki. And Loki, but mostly Black Widow. Like we all like we're, we've been covering Loki. This is a Black Widow episode. We all know what's coming. So, if you haven't watched the movie yet, we are not spoiler free. So, you've been warned. All right. That'll do it for this week. Our, for our week, our, our weekly, our Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Thank you everyone for listening. Now make sure you catch us a little bit later this afternoon. You have this has been ChairShot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.